Okay, first, welcome. Welcome, welcome. I hope that you are feeling amazing. I want to ask you a question. What is your favorite word? And when I asked that question, did a word automatically come to you that was just like, yeah, that's my word. (laughs) And then I want you to ask, well, I want you to ponder, why is that your favorite word? What about that word makes you feel happy or gives you whatever energy it gives you? Like, why, why that word? And while you think about it, you know, Put some time into it because it's so relevant to the conversation today. So I'm big on understanding things. I like to have a grasp on things, whether they make sense to me or not, because then I get to dictate if it's going to make sense once I've done my research, right? Okay. Now, we all know that energy is real. Scientifically, it's been proven. Spiritually, you feel it when you wake up. We, energy is a real thing. And anything you put energy behind rears life. And you can shift the usage of anything depending on the energy behind it. Right? So, words are powerful because of the energy and the vibration you back that word up with. So your favorite word, let's go back to that. It's a good word for you because of the energy you have associated it with. So somebody's favorite word might be apple or love or triangle because those words might give you a high vibration. Whereas if you took a word that had some darkness to it it probably wouldn't be your favorite word because you associate it with something dark or negative right okay now there's a word that's been running around roaming on everybody's lips and it's causing a shift it's causing a shift in women and in men now the word is submission and I know that once I said those words, or that word, excuse me, I know that somebody was like, Mm-mm, we're not doing it. <laughs> nope, not happening. <laughs> and submission has a vibration to it that I don't want to say it's negative or positive. It just, it has this fog under it. Like, what do you mean when you say submit? If a guy ever told a woman, I need you to submit or I would love for you to be submissive. Women's antennas go up. Like, what do you mean by that? You know what I mean? Like, it's a it's an unknown, foggy background where it's like, what are you saying? I need understanding. Okay. Now, I am big on being mindful with the words you use because I've used some words and I had no clue what they meant. And when I did my research, I was like, I plan to not use that word again. So submission has a negative or positive or foggy uh, energy depending on your relationship with it. Mine is a little inconspicuous. I'm a little bit like I'm on a fence with it. It's not negative. It's not positive. I just I don't understand it. So I did some research and I looked up the word and there's two meanings that popped out to me. One meaning said ready to conform to the authority or will of others. And the second one said willing to obey someone else. 
Now, both of these, if you think about it from an emotional standpoint, it could be negative. Why? Because it's like, what do you mean obey somebody? Who am I going to obey? Right. And then it's ready to conform, conform to who, what authority am I conforming to? So if you want to look at it like that, then it's easy, easy to, you know, misconstrue the definition. It's easy to get attached in an emotional standpoint. Like this word is not positive for me. I'm not using it. But if we really break it down, it means exactly what it says. Willing to obey someone else. Ready to conform to the authority or will of, an, of others. Now, that doesn't have to be negative. What makes it negative is your thought process or your association with that word. And what do I mean by this? If you've seen your mother in a submissive situation and she looked drained and tired and mistreated and taken advantage of, you're most likely not going to want to be submissive. You have already seen somebody who's in an authority role, somebody you trust, somebody that's supposed to guide you, um, a leader, a guardian, in a position that made you that that looked uncomfortable, and because that is a role model, you want to follow in their steps. But you also don't want to feel that pain. So you look at that and say, you know what? I don't want to be treated the way my mom was treated. Or I don't want that energy that my mom had. I want something different. And if your mother explained that this is uh, an idea of submission, then it's like, no, I don't want that. Now, as a young child, you wouldn't necessarily know what submission is unless your mother sat you down or your dad sat you down and explained what it is. But you could see things as a child. And those things that you see can easily start to uh, stay in your brain as you grow up. You can start to reminisce on those moments when your mom was tired and your dad came home from work. You knew she wanted to take a nap because she was trying to put you down for a nap and she had to iron his clothes and get dinner ready. That was a form of submission, but you may have seen it as, mommy should go to sleep. Why can't daddy do it? Right? So... A lot of the words that we have a negative or positive uh, connection to is due to what we have seen or what we have experienced. Now, let's fast forward. In the life that we, in the world that we live in now, many, many, many people are resurfacing this word. Now, it's, it's never died, right? But things are shifting in the world. Men want women to be more submissive, more feminine, more soft, more delicate. Women want men to either not exist <laughs> or be more masculine and more dominant, more caring, more supportive. Just being a good partner. That's what I hear both people saying. I just want a good partner, right? And as you know, we're definitely moving into a more feminist uh, world. We're moving into a more independent world we're moving into a more um you know if you're not really here don't be here type of vibe like i could use your body but i don't want you as a whole right now the issue with this is a lot of women definitely around my age are like i'm not going to be submissive and i don't want to be submissive now my thing is that's your right do what you want to do but you can't say you don't want to be submissive and then be upset when 
a man don't want you. Now, I'm going to be honest. Not every woman is looking for a relationship. Some women are like, I'm focused on my business and I'm doing what I have to do. Do you. Do you. But you can't get mad while doing you. You realize ain't nobody meeting you while you're doing you. Because when they come to you, you're already defensive. You're already in, you know, survival mode, which will be my next episode because I got to talk about that. You're already on high alert and on high guard that they can't even get to you. And then you think that they're the issue. And it's like, they're not the issue. Now, what prompted this episode was I was on Instagram and this woman made, uh, she was talking about how somebody put a post up and the post spoke about, you know, I don't understand how women begin with these men and the men are not helping. It's like, I could do bad by myself. I'm not going to level down. I'm going to level up, basically, to paraphrase it. And everything she said, I was like, this girl, this woman is speaking some truth. She's making a lot of sense because she basically spoke about that that statement. Like, you know, I could do bad by myself. And she's like, yeah, I got it messed up. Somebody lied. And when I heard her talk about it, I was like, that is so true. That is so true. Now, I want to take you on a, a little story time, right? I love a good story. Imagine being a child, and this might be true for some of you. This is not my story, though. And you're spoiled. I'm talking about spoiled, spoiled, spoiled. Your mother and your father give you everything. And they give you everything to the point where you don't even know how to share. Your ego is high, like off the charts. And then you grow up. And as you grow up, you get into a state of uh, you can't hang with everybody. You don't have good people skills. You don't know how to interact. You are very independent um, because your family set you up to be that way. But you don't have people skills in the energy of really just involving people in your life. You don't do that well. So you get in a relationship. And you bring what you bring to the table, which is a lot. And then you meet somebody who's basic, real simple. And then you start to feel like, you know what, you're not working. And you meet somebody else and they're simple and it's like, you're not working. And then you meet somebody on your level. But the reason why y'all don't work is because it's not that they don't bring much. It's just they're a, a mirror of you. So they're in their ego too. So you got two people in their ego and it's like, okay, no. Now I want to hop out of that story. Can we acknowledge what the issue is with this? And if we can't, let me tell you what the issue is. The issue is, as a child, nobody taught you the importance of balance, of interdependence when it comes to working with someone else. Nobody uh, created a space where sharing is necessary to survive. Can we talk about it? Nobody created a space where we all rely on someone at some point in our lives. And it's not a negative thing. My mindset is we go through three stages and the third stage is the most important and that should be the longest. In the beginning, you're dependent. You're dependent on your mother for food, for love, for comfort, for shelter. You're dependent on your father for protection, provision, wisdom, and all of that, right? You're, you are dependent. You come to this earth 
You don't know how to wipe your butt. You don't know how to feed yourself. So you are just here to cry and poop and pee and look cute and giggle and all of that. And somebody has to clean up you and everything that you do. You're 100% codependent. Then you get to an age where you can create independent thought. You start questioning the world and you start calling things mine and mine and this is it. And this is, you become very, um, attached to the things that you believe are yours, which, you know, you start questioning things and asking questions and becoming curious. Independence happens. I could tie my own shoe, mommy. I got it. I could walk to school. I could write. I could do this. You're now in an independent mode. Now, interdependence is where you want to be. Interdependence is combining dependence and independence together with another or just openly. And it basically consists of you understanding that there's a balance in when I need to be independent and rely on myself and when I need to ask for help and I don't feel bad or or weak for doing it. The best minds know how to be interdependent. And people who thrive in relationships know how to be interdependent because they have a good energetic connection to that word. They have a good energetic relationship with understanding when two people work together, when three people work together, when there's a team of like-minded individuals focused on a goal, everybody's sacrificing and everybody's winning because everybody understands we're all giving up something to achieve something bigger. So nobody has to feel no type of way because we're all leaning on each other. Now, let's be honest. We've all had those class projects where there was the one that did everything there was the one who showed up at the end there was one who showed up at the beginning there was one who ain't do nothing but and then everybody got a good grade everybody everybody got a good grade because even though everybody did their parts differently people knew how to work together and I I couldn't stand those type of (laughs) those type of experiments when it was like a class assignment getting groups of five. I could not stand it because I would be the one to try to take on everything. And then I realized I'm the, the generator. I'm the facilitator. I'm the one who's like, listen, I could give us the idea. Let's put this in this sentence together. I'll write it up. But y'all, y'all do all the fun stuff in between because I don't want to do all that. Right. And you build your relationship with things as you experience them. And a lot of people, going back to the word submission, a lot of women put it like that. When we hear submission, we hear something negative. Like you want me to bow down to you. You want me to become weak and just lay on my back and get pregnant and not have a mind of my own. And it's like, no, no. What we're, what, and, and I had to ask men, like, what do you mean when you say you want a woman submissive? And the common denominator that men were giving me was, I want my woman to acknowledge that I'm there and allow me to be there. Acknowledge and allow. Not be some weak-minded, I can't focus, I don't know who I am type of person. Not obey everything that I say like they don't usually they're more like I want to have a conversation where she sees me I see her and we're okay and I feel as though 
because we're in such a time where it's preached upon and it's poured out all the time, be independent, do it alone, figure it out. You got this. They're not teaching people how to have relationships with individuals that are different than you. Um, conversations with individuals who think different than you, how to work with somebody on a, on a, on a goal or a task that would give a beautiful outcome. It's not easy. Like teamwork is not really spoken about as much as independence is. Now, like I said, there is a time in your life where you have to be independent because you need to know how to hear your own thoughts, how to, um, be in your own energy. You really do. You know, you need to understand what you are looking for, but that's for a short amount of time. And if you are hearing yourself and listening, that time comes when it comes. And then there's a time where it's like, all right, I've I've been alone long enough. I'm ready to interact with other people because you need other people. And I don't think that that should be a bad thing. We all need people. People think that they do it alone all the time. And the truth is, you don't. Even entrepreneurs need somebody to provide them with the bottles, the jars, the supplies, the equipment, the, the website, whatever. We all need someone. We all do. But that moment of independence allows you to become vulnerable enough to say, I do need someone. I do need help. I'm not doing it alone. It is possible. But first, You have to ask yourself, what kind of energy do you have behind this word and with this word? Because whatever energy you associate with this, you're going to subconsciously project that energy out and you're going to receive that type of feedback. Meaning, if your energy with the word submission is um, weakness, weakness, Uh, not knowing yourself, um, yielding to somebody without a care in the world, being a yes woman, then you're most likely going to project that out. And when a man tells you to be, you know, he would like submissive, uh, submissiveness from you, his definition doesn't even matter because you've already stamped that word with whatever negative energy you have with it. So you don't even give him a shot. You don't even give the idea of releasing that idea of submission you have and incorporating a new concept of what that word means. Because let's be honest, it doesn't say in any of these definitions, a woman submitting to a man. It doesn't say that. It says willing to obey someone else, ready to conform to the authority or will of others. So men can submit and men do submit. Men can submit to their women just as quickly as women can submit to their men. And I think the reason why women see it as such a negative thing is because we rarely hear men say, I will submit to my woman. But it is true. They do. They do. It's about balance. It's about I want you, so I'll submit to you. And I want you to, so I'll submit to you. It's about being vulnerable enough to say, I will trust what you say. I will take heed to what you say. And I'll follow what you say. Because I want that same respect when it's my turn to lead. 
When it's my turn to make the decisions, you ain't going to be questioning me too much. Because you trust me because when it was your time to make the decisions, I didn't question you so much. I trusted you. Don't get twisted and believe the hype on just be independent and single all your life. Because if you genuinely, and and I want you to hear me, if not, okay, if you genuinely want a relationship, you're going to have to be willing to submit, to be vulnerable, to be open to another soul. It is necessary because you want to create a space where you're telling somebody, listen, I am who I am, but there's enough of me being who I am where if I listen to you and I accept you into my life and and I'm willing to obey and accept and lean into you, it's not going to devalue the, the time I've had alone. It's not going to break me to cook for you or to clean the house or to to listen to you or to create a safe space it's not going to break me also i'm willing to do it because i know that you're willing to do it for me as well i feel like people think relationships are not a gamble like people say it but i don't think people really understand it's a gamble you're gambling your time, your energy, your care, your love, your attention. You're gambling all of these. And everybody wants to know if this gamble is going to pay off and, and, and you're going to get a nice profit off of it. Nothing is guaranteed in life except for death. Life isn't even guaranteed. Death is the only thing that's guaranteed. So don't go in expecting, well, you know what? If I do this, then you're going to do it too. Because sometimes it's not as balance as we want it to be and then once you can honestly say I allowed myself to be vulnerable to this person I allowed myself to be willing and eager to release all of my baggage and just be like I'm gonna dive deep into this person and listen to this person and submit to this person and they didn't reciprocate it that's when you can say it just didn't work because you actually tried but it's not okay to go into a situation with your own preconceived notions and then get mad when a person's like, I don't want this. It's it's, because it's like you already came in with that person having two strikes and it's like, that's not fair to them. It's like, there's this saying when I hear people say, um, respect is given. No, respect is earned, not given. To me, respect is given and then it's earned. When I meet you, I respect you and I trust you. Unless I've seen something that causes me not to trust you or respect you. So I don't put people through tests in the beginning. And maybe I should, but I don't. And the reason why I don't put people through tests in the beginning of can I trust you? And because if if when you opened your mouth, you didn't lie about your name, I didn't trust you. And when you opened your mouth, You didn't lie about this and that. I can trust you. Now, the funny thing is, how can you really ever trust somebody? You have to then, excuse me, spend time with this person, watch this person, see if what they're saying lines up with what they're doing. That's how it's built. So when you walk into a relationship or any partnership and you already have preconceived notions, you've already given this person uh, uh, some bricks in their pockets that they don't even know about. And it does, it's not fair and it's not okay because you're also 
hurting yourself on a potential that could happen. You're also giving yourself the short end of the stick because you want to put this person through all these hoops and all of this. And it's like, a person's going to be a person at the end of the day. You could put them through all those hoops. If they don't want to do it, they're not going to do it. If they want you, they're going to want you, whether you put them through all that or not. Now, men may disagree. Men may tell me, and I've heard this, men will tell me, you know, you got to make a man work for it. Fine. I can make you work for it, and then you get it, and then you you start acting crazy. Because if you was always going to act crazy, just because I let you wait three months, two months, I stuck it through with you, don't mean that your craziness wasn't going to come out. It was going to come out when it felt like it was going to come out. You was just suppressing it. So the focus is, and I want to stay focused. The focus is, what is your association with the word submissive? And why does it get you so irritated when a man asks you to submit? What are you thinking he's asking for you to do? And do you feel like you don't want to do it? And why wouldn't you want to open yourself up to another man like why wouldn't you want to open yourself up to the possibilities of a beautiful relationship and 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 you know like I know that women you know we we have our situations with men the the way the world makes it seem men ain't nothing and it's that's not okay it's not because you know at a certain point you have to ask yourself if I want a man what am I willing to, to put up with? And, and, and what am I willing to remove? We all have baggage. We all have things that we know. If I was in a relationship, this, this wouldn't work. And, and, and it's, it's, it's unfortunate because it's starting to feel like toxicity is celebrated. Like, yeah, I don't do none of this. I don't cook. I don't clean. I don't do none of that. That's not my business. What did she say? I don't cook. I don't clean. But I can show you how I got this ring. Like, ain't doing nothing. You just cute, basically, then. Because giving head and, and having sex ain't keeping the lights on. It ain't helping communication. It ain't doing none of that. And what's important is you have to be mindful of don't get, don't get caught up in what this world is saying. And then you realize, yo, I'm like, I'm... I'm 39 and I don't have any kids like I thought I wanted and I don't have that man. What happened? I thought everybody, I thought independence was in. No, independence is in, but interdependence is where it's really at. That's where you, because the worst thing you can do is take all this time to work on yourself, to do what you need to do for you. And then you get in a situation or you get in a relationship and then the test comes and you fail. See, Anybody can sit and talk about how to be peaceful and prosperous and, and loving and caring and spiritually in tune when they're by themselves. Oh, we could all talk about the discipline and the structure when we're alone and all the lessons we've learned when we're alone. But let's see if we've really learned them when we get in a situation with another person. How do we respond? How do we respond when we're in a relationship and that trigger, that thing is hit, do we really address it? Because the beautiful thing about being in a relationship is that person will actually show you if you've really done the work. When they start doing stuff that you don't like, are you going to curse them out like you used to? Or are you going to be like, you know what? I took enough time by myself. I actually did learn this. This part, I'm not doing this again. You know what I mean? Like, that's where the test is. An alcoholic will really know if the if, if they have overcome alcoholism, if they're around people drinking and they have no desire. 
Sometimes you have to be, sometimes, not, I don't want to say you have to be, but sometimes being in the midst of something will show you if you've actually healed from it. See your ex walking down the street. You say you healed from them. Okay, we'll see. If you see them and you get this clench and you still want to put hands on them, nah, you ain't healed as much as you thought. So don't run away from the interdependence of another person. Do not run from that. Don't run away from acknowledging like, you know what, maybe I do have a negative relationship with this word. Let me really understand it. And if you and your partner can come to an agreement, like let's shift this word for our liking so that we can thrive as a couple, then do it. And the world has nothing to do with it because the world ain't got no business being in your business. So I want to leave that with you. Ask yourself the vibration you have given this word. And if you can shift that vibration to create something positive. And on that note, I shake.